welcome back to another week of Real True Facts, the Real True Podcast. My name is Nancy O'Dell. And I am Chris Lemon. Not that one. Not that Chris Lemon. You were thinking it, but it's not that one. It's not. Uh, just sit right back and you're, you'll hear a tale on today's episode as we set sail through the Bermuda Triangle. Or possibly set the... Uh, um, <laughs> Whatever airplanes have. Wings. Yeah. Set flight over the Bermuda take, Triangle. Take flight. Take flight. Right. Uh, because we know there have been instances, uh, both uh, air and sea, of disappearances and strange phenomena. And uh, we like to discuss these sort of unexplained phenomena that happen here on Real True Facts. And uh, this is an age-old question. Yeah, I, I think the the, tri- the triangle uh, doesn't get discussed enough. I think it's something that we we are all familiar with. Um, you know, we yeah. Know, I don't yeah. know if it's me, but it it almost seems like it's old school. You know, it's like it doesn't fit. School. Yeah, like it might not fit in today's digital world. It doesn't. It's it's ancient. It's a, a very old thing. I mean, if you think about it, because it's it's in the sea and it's in the air. I mean, and those are things that. You, you can't have those without the planet. So I, I would, you know, guess that it's been around since the dawn of time, like a lot of these things that we talk about. But yeah, it, I mean, it's something that I'm really excited to talk about today just because um, I don't really know much about it. I know we have an, an expert coming on to talk about it later, but, uh, you know, I, I do have a connection to the Bermuda Triangle. Hmm. Um, my, uh, my cousin has actually been there. Uh, he used to work on, uh, cruise ships and they used to sail, um, through the triangle and, uh, I'd always ask him about it and he would just say like, Oh, you know, it was fine. Like, I don't think he goes, yeah, some people were kind of nervous to go through, but it was okay. And it just seemed like he was really brushing me off, which makes me think that something may have happened. Mm, um, perhaps a little too comfortable with it. Too comfortable. You think you would be more excited be like, Oh my God, like we went through and we came uh, back. Like, I couldn't believe. He was just like, no, nah, it's cool. Like we were just, you know, going to Bermuda, like no big deal. It's like, it's not, not a big deal, in my mm-hmm. opinion. Or maybe uh, he can't, he or she can't say more um, out of fear. Yeah. Yeah. You I mean, know? And that's, yeah, that's one thing we address here on Real True Facts is we bring um, the fearless onto our shows so they can uh, expose the truth. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I think that's going to be huge today. Uh, but I, I'm very excited to get into it. Um you know, the, uh, sometimes it's known as the devil's triangle. So that gives you any oh, kind of yeah. indication uh, of how serious this really is. Um, and uh, I know that in pop culture, we talk a lot about pop culture and, and what they have, what they got right. You know, it's been attributed to a lot of different disappearances uh, to the paranormal or extraterrestrial. So there might be something out of this world to uh, attribute to those things. Um, you know, I, I think about different movies that it's, it's been about, and there was one theory that uh, Amelia Earhart's disappearance was linked to the Bermuda Triangle because she was, uh, she was flying over that region and they never found her wreckage. And oh, so uh, okay. they think maybe that had something to do with it. Now, there is an older movie. I think it's actually called The Bermuda Triangle mm-hmm. and uh, with uh, John Huston. Uh, and the the angle there was this odd kind of supernatural. There, It seemed like there was a doll involved. 
Um, no, if there's a doll, then right, and cursed. even some cursed paintings on the mm-hmm. ship, and yeah. just a lot of a lot of weird stuff. But the one thing that stuck out, the, the movie was probably I would say below average. But mm-hmm. at the very end, uh, in the credits, they have this ticker showing all of the all the occurrences, all the missing ships, missing crews. Um, that have been affected by the Bermuda Triangle. And that's the one thing that really stuck out is, is poignant throughout this whole um, debacle of a film. Mm-hmm. The list is quite long. Um, f- for it to be a specific region, it is, uh, uh, for our listeners that don't know, it's, it's in Florida, Bermuda, and Puerto Rico, and then goes back to Florida. So that's the three areas that they're considering in this triangle. And there's a whole lot of nothing in the triangle. There's some islands that go through. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Bermuda is an island. So, um, you know, it's, it's a big region and it's routinely uh, flown over, sailed through. Um, but there's a lot of these instances where planes and ships just don't come back. And so it's it's really quite a mystery as to why that happens so frequently and people keep traveling through it. Sure. Yeah. As why, yeah, as to why it happens sometimes and not other times. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, yeah, so that's quite curious. So, uh, I don't know if you're ready, but I'd like to take a quick break and get right back into it. Yeah, let's do it. We'll take a quick break and we come back we will talk to our expert about the Bermuda Triangle. Our guest today is Joe Duke. He is a U.S. government contractor and expert on the Bermuda Triangle. Please give us a warm Realtor Facts welcome to Joe Duke. Hey, uh, hey guys. Thanks for having me. Hi. Thank you so much for coming on, Joe Duke. As we mentioned in the intro, um, we like to have people who are fearless uh, on the show, and you seem to have unprecedented access to so many government agency files, and uh, in this case, particular case, the Bermuda Triangle. Um, so it only made sense to to finally bring you on. Yeah, well, you're exactly right. There's a lot of uh, information, a lot of um, sort of obscure esoteric corners in the uh, government uh, filing cabinet, so to speak, and this would definitely fall fall right in there. So, um, you know, these are things that uh, the government doesn't like to talk about. Um, but they also, you know, have bigger concerns than worrying if someone's going to discuss the uh, past researches and experiments into the Bermuda Triangle. Sure, sure. So, first of all, can you tell us uh, what what the Bermuda Triangle is? Is it paranormal? Is it alien? Is it um, you know what uh, what kind of uh, phenomena are we dealing with? Well, the closest thing that we've been able to. Uh, compared to is uh, probably uh, uh, something, uh, a weird geographic anomaly. Uh, it's a combination of, uh, based on its location, of, uh, of uh, climate changes and uh, magnetic, uh, I don't know what the proper word for it, it's not really my bailiwick, but magnetic dissonance, uh, which has caused a, uh, a fair number of compasses, uh, meters, uh, regulators, what have you, in different plane ships over the years to uh, to uh, go haywire and uh, chaos results from there. When you're uh, flying or sailing blind, anything can happen. Yeah, um, I mean, in my 
preliminary research of this area, I was um, looking up the 1962 issue of American Legion magazine, and the author wrote that um, in one incidence, the flight leader had said, uh, and, and quoting, we are entering white water. Nothing seems right. We don't know where we are. And um, it, it was also stated that the planes flew off to Mars. Now, I don't know if that's accurate or not, but the idea of going through this area and, and hitting that water and, and you, you know, you have these seasoned uh, sailors and uh, pilots and to have them say like nothing seems right it's like not one thing seems right um, is, is very uh, disconcerting to me is, is this an area that we have to be really worried about um, potentially spreading or is this sort of like an isolated area so far we've only uh, noticed it as being an isolated area and uh, so much so that uh, going back quite a number of decades, um, not obviously this is not well known. Uh, this may be uh, the first time it's ever been revealed. But uh, there is an, an area or a section, I guess, within not to be repetitive, but a section within Area 51 where we have tried to, as best as we can, simulate the Bermuda Triangle in order to make uh, various tests and experiments over the years to uh, determine what exactly is causing uh, these problems. And so that's, that's not very well known. A lot of people think Area 51 is only about aliens, uh, but a number of uh, unexplained phenomena have uh, been studied there for the last several decades, going back into the early 20th century. Mm -hmm. Wow, so there is a synthetic Bermuda Triangle or a man-made Bermuda Triangle uh, within the, the walls of, of government. Um, what, uh, what sort of interesting facts uh, and uh, results from these experiments have you seen um, in, your, in your travels? Well, one thing I can tell you is that uh, in, the, uh, in the day of organized crime, that uh, the government actually received requests from a number of uh, heads of families in order to uh, see if they could perhaps dispose of their enemies in the actual Bermuda Triangle. And they made several requests, offers of payments to the government uh, to use or learn from the facility at Area 51 on whether or not this could be a, a tidy means of disposal of their rivals. Okay. So, uh, yeah, disposal area, because I know in the past the government has had ties with uh, organized crime that they don't, uh, that they like to kind of hide under the rug. So that kind of, that kind of adds up. Well, it's like, um, how people say they can get away with anything in international waters. I mean, what if we're dealing with supernatural waters, you know, that you really could, um, I guess dispose of, of anything, any kind of material, um, and, uh, and seemingly get away with it. Yeah, you're exactly on the right track there. And that, that's what the thinking was for the, uh, as I said, for the gangs, then that was one use that, uh, was proposed at one point for, uh, you know, the Bermuda triangle. If you're, if, if we're going to have this phenomenon, why not try to make it work to our advantage? So do we know where this, 
this triangle goes? Are we dealing with a, a Stargate kind of situation? I, I, I'm, I'm a little reluctant to use pop culture because we don't know for sure, you know, what, what they're getting right and, and what they're getting wrong. But, you know, if it is a doorway and it's open on one side, I mean, where does the door go to? Well, it's believed to have, uh, or, or I should say it's been referred to a number of ways over the years, uh, Stargate, uh, Dead Zone, Wormhole, uh, you name it, it's been thrown out there before. And um, that's a great question as to where where these things go once they're lost. Now, um, you know, I heard you guys talking in the opening about some people have made it through successfully. That's certainly true. Uh, the other really odd uh, phenomena or uh, fact of the matter is, is that, you know, the things that have gone missing, let's say, for instance, um, you know, um, in 1918, a uh, large destroyer ship went missing towards the end of World War One. None of that wreckage has ever been found. So if the ship disappeared in that area, there should be wreckage. Right. But there's mm-hmm. nothing there and it's never been found. Oh, so, okay, that's interesting. So that lends the question, maybe not where does it lead, but when does it lead? Mm -hmm. Uh, Yes, you could be talking about uh, not only a space continuum, but a time continuum. Yes, exactly. Some people come back, some don't. Um, And so it it seems like it's random, you know, or... Or maybe there's some kind of algorithm we are able to trick. Because, um, you know, I, I don't know if you um, were here for the beginning. I told the story about my cousin, but, you know, he has been through the Bermuda Triangle, I, I think, a couple times. And uh, he seemed very unfazed by it. And it seems like something that it would feel extraordinary to make it out of and, and tell the story. Um so have you seen instances, because I don't know if you have worked with survivors or not, but have you seen instances where there is amnesia of some kind or, you know, is it any, I am so reluctant to say conspiracy, but, uh, you know, are people being paid off to not speak of their experiences? There have been two recorded cases in the, uh, at least on the government's files that I've seen. Uh, both were uh, merchant marines who um, were um, um, went out on maneuvers away from the larger ship. When they returned, the ship was no longer there. They were both on the same uh, ship, I should add. When these two uh, merchant marines returned, there was no ship there. They uh, made it to the nearest uh, village and uh, reported back into their superiors. They were brought into uh, Area 51 to the test site. They were interviewed uh, thoroughly. And then, uh, yes, they were uh, given um, certain uh, drugs and put through uh, certain education programs in order to not repeat uh, what it is they had experienced. I knew it. Um, You know, it's it's kind of dangerous and sad that it happens, but it's uh, oddly refreshing to hear it uh, in such a matter of fact way, because we're always, uh, you know, we have this feeling, we know it happens, but um, it's uh, just a, a little bit refreshing and uh, almost, uh, you know, makes me feel better to, 
to hear the truth come out from someone who knows the facts in this case. You know, uh, Roy's worried about uh, if people are being drugged or whatever. And uh, we know we think it's happening. But, you know, now we have the, the real true facts. Well, yeah. you can imagine the egg on the face of the U.S. government when you lose a destroyer ship, not for the first time in that area. And uh, it's not really something you want getting out. So. So, so why do people keep traveling through it if these disappearances have happened, and especially with government vehicles, uh, vessels? They're they're mad about these disappearances, but they keep going through. What is the purpose? Uh, one of the things is uh, a cost and efficiency, um, and combined with a uh, lack of belief in any type of uh, phenomenon uh, existing in that area. And by that, I mean that uh, there, there's enough skepticism on the part of those making the calls. Uh, therefore, they do not want to assume the uh, excess risk of taking an alternate route, uh, whether it be by air or by water. And uh, so uh, it's mostly uh, stubbornness um, uh, and a lack of belief of the evidence that uh, exists to the contrary, uh, that they uh, continue to uh, pursue these pursue these routes, pursue these lanes uh, through the area that we call the Bermuda Triangle. And I could almost see it as possibly an admission, you know, of guilt or of existence. If they started rerouting, you know, then uh, that would give uh, some credence to all of the stories and all of the, you know, possible mistakes made in the past. But if they just forge ahead as if, you know, nothing were going on, uh, that seems like the, uh, government's kind of uh, a modus operandi in a lot of these cases. Uh, yeah, you're correct there. You would also uh, theoretically be exposing weakness to uh, any rival governments who saw that you would not patrol those waters or use those uh, skyways. Uh, that would not be a signal that we want to send to our enemies. Mm-hmm. So it's almost like a very large game of chicken. It's like, oh, look what we can do. We can go through this, and uh, we're we're not afraid. You know, it's like uh, you don't want to show that weakness. It's like we'll we'll go through it. Uh, consequences be damned. This is just what we're going to do. Well, it's a twofold effect. Either we're going to be successful, or hopefully, we're going to get more evidence to teach us what's happening in this area that we can then uh, take back to our uh, simulation zone in Area Fifty One. So either way, uh, unofficially, it's considered a win-win. You're gathering data regardless. That's right. Okay. So um, when we come back from a a quick break, uh, I'd like to possibly get into some of the more interesting cases uh, that you've encountered uh, with, uh, you know, in your uh, discoveries with uh, the the government and their files, if, uh, if that's all right. So why don't we take a quick break and we'll be right back. This week, we are discussing the Bermuda Triangle with Joe Duke, uh, one of um, our contacts uh, that has access to uh, unseen government files. And we're just fortunate enough to have him with us and, um, you know, share his his stories and his knowledge. Uh, Thanks again for being with us, Joe. Thank you, Chris. Uh, Thank you, Nancy, too, for uh, for having me uh, on the show this week. 
So uh, I believe we mentioned in the intro uh, Amelia Earhart, and uh, I, I was asking if you might be able to share some of the more interesting tales with us. But uh, do you have any knowledge of uh, the Amelia Earhart incident and what may have actually taken place there? Yeah, so uh, the Amelia Earhart incident, uh, of course, is obviously before all of our times involved in this podcast. But uh, um, what had happened before the flight was that Amelia um, worried about what may come, uh, being a cautious person, reportedly took out a um, an insurance policy with Lloyd's of London. Now, it's well known that Lloyd's of London does not regard the Bermuda Triangle as any type of hazardous place. Um, in fact, they look at it as a joke. So Millie Earhart, uh, in making her flight, she navigated the area successfully. And um, But uh, uh, before she landed, she did crash on one of the smaller islands outside of Puerto Rico. Uh, because she would not be uh, uh, insured for the loss, And also because of the hit to her reputation, she decided that uh, it was best to just stay where she was and make a life there. And um, that uh, that's what happened to Amelia Earhart. It's not a very, uh, I suppose, sexy story involving aliens or time travel, but that's what happened to Amelia. I mean, I think that this puts a lot of anxiety to rest uh, because you know she has many fans. Um, you know, even the stories the stories uh, about her, I think, are even larger than who she was as an aviator. Um, you know, people to this day admire her for uh, her bravery, and um, it it's such a peaceful ending to the story. Just knowing that she lived a life on an island, um, you know, and thought it would be better to do that rather than come back. Um, right. You know, she was urged to uh, return to the United States where she would receive a hero's welcome uh, because she had accomplished many things at that point. But uh, Amelia uh, felt, uh, according to the reports, the records, that uh, that was not the way she wanted to be. Um, seen or remembered, should that be her last flight? And so, as you say, she decided to uh, to live out her days where she was. Wow. I, I sure hope Lloyd's of London, uh, do, do you know if they paid out? I mean, is this kind of a case of insurance fraud? No, uh, we don't know about that. To this day, there are two, uh, at least two entities officially that do not recognize the Bermuda Triangle as a hazardous place. Uh, one is Lloyd's of London, as I mentioned, and the second one is uh, the U.S. Coast Guard. Therefore, if you report an emergency from that uh, area, uh, you may not have the best of luck getting the Coast Guard to come out. Yeah, I would imagine it was it's a very high risk for someone to come retrieve you from that area. That's right, yeah. It's uh, also, you can imagine, in terms of the uh, both entities, uh, although we know... The contrary to be the case, uh, both view uh, a lot of these reports, cases, filings, whatever you want to call them, as um, as uh, pranks or uh, you know another conspiracy theorist looking to make some news, and so it's uh, they just wash their hands of it essentially. 
Interesting. So I actually want to take a step back uh, to one of your your earlier uh, statements about, uh, you know, the magnetic field that uh, causes instruments to go haywire. And uh, this is something that seems to come up a lot on uh, Real True Facts are, you know, energy fields and just energy in general. Um whether it's through reports or your experimentations or even word of mouth, uh, have you uncovered any um, possible causes of this energy field? To our best guess, and in our simulations that we've run in Area 50, 51, the, um, the best guess that we have is its location between the two poles and um, – that possibly some maybe some early tectonic shifting of plates has created a perfect storm if you will of magnetic fields uh the evidence the uh, i should say the experiments uh continue to go on we've been working off of this theory for some time now but have not produced anything concrete that i could um you know share with you at this point um but that's our best guess it's it's um Location between the two poles and possibly its proximity to some uh, centuries ago tectonic plate shifting. Now, have you witnessed the effects of these magnetic fields on the human body? Um, obviously, things disappear in there, but for the subjects who have returned, do they um, report any sort of physical ailments or changes to their mental state? Uh, have you observed anything like that? We have actually, we've noticed in uh, the cases that we've been able to interview after uh, being successfully retrieved from the area, um, physically uh, nothing adverse in terms of sickness, weight loss, weight gain, um, any type of disease. Um, what has been a common thread among these people has been um, sort of a... Um, not a hallucination, but rather this sort of out-of-body experience, if you will, where they almost feel as though they are seeing another life that uh, uh, that they lived as if in a dream that's not their own. And, um, you know, they've all reported of these sort of scenarios where uh, it's very vivid that people that were uh, dear to them that may have passed on are still alive um, that, uh, you know, they're in a different profession, they live in a different city or country, you know, things like that. I guess to put it more plainly, we might refer to it as a, um, a parallel universe, uh, for lack of a better term. Mm-hmm. Now, those uh, mental uh, effects, were those in the, the natural Bermuda Triangle, or were you able to cause those as well in, uh, on, in the government site? So what I'm discuss, uh, detailing to you right now is what they reported to us from their time in the Bermuda Triangle. Uh, okay, uh, so the real one then, the, yeah. the natural one. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's right. We have worked to uh, re- recreate the environment, though, in order to um, determine what may have caused this in them in the first place. Perhaps also jog some memory of their actual experience, how they got into that situation, what happened to the a vessel or plane that they were in uh, in that area. Um, we've had no luck so far, um, but the, the work continues. 
Uh, let's talk for a minute about the synthetic portal um, that you have at Area 51. Um, obviously, you have been able to send things through this um, this area, but uh, has anything just mysteriously come through on its own? No, it's not that kind of... Um, I wouldn't say it's a, a portal where things can come and go through. Um, it's more of a, a simulation of the environment of the Bermuda Triangle. So we're trying to recreate the conditions. Um, as I said, you know, it's not as if we've got a, a boat in there and the boat goes missing. Mm -hmm. um, so it's it's really studying, hoping to one day get to the uh, determination of what's happening to these to these people and these uh, vessels in that area. But so far, no, nothing has uh, disappeared or appeared in that environment. Okay. Interesting. So this seems to be one of my uh, common concerns uh, whenever uh, a government is involved, which is just about all the time. Uh, are you aware of any discussions or plans to weaponize the this sort of this phenomenon, whether it's the Bermuda Triangle itself or if the uh, effects are able to be replicated? Absolutely, that is uh, that is another component of this research is to uh, not only uh, be able to control the area, uh, but to also possibly recreate the area in uh, a given uh, geographical space. This okay. will save us manpower, uh, equipment, uh, and, um, and uh, weapons. And are we, are we simulating uh, parallel universes or are people, do you think people are actually glimpsing um, their lives in a parallel universe, you know, I, I just I'm imagining that if if we're able to recreate those effects um, in a laboratory setting, that that might be used for um, some kind of psychological warfare. Um, you know, I would hope it would be used to maybe help people uh, heal from experiences, or you know, maybe a a, a total recall kind of uh, scenario. Uh, where you can live out a, another kind of life, but uh, you know, are, are people using this for psychological warfare? Absolutely, we are. Uh, mm -hmm. The uh, the only uh, when you mention recall to help people, the only aspect of that that we're interested in is uh, should one of our people uh, go missing there or return from there or have information that we think could be helpful. That is where we would use the recall aspect, which, again, we're working through in different tests and experiments. Uh, but the ultimate aim is to uh, not only uh, determine what's causing this phenomenon, but to be able to harness it and, of course, use it as a weapon to defend this country. Yeah, I guess I'd be naive to think otherwise, you know, that uh, we weren't uh, using it uh, in some sort of uh, military touristic fashion because you know if we don't someone else will right and that's kind of the, the common line that uh and uh the thought process that comes with um the u.s government and you certainly seem like a man who's seen a lot and uh you know is kind of practical doesn't believe in a lot of voodoo and mumbo jumbo it seems like Frankly, sometimes uh the best place to be in a hurricane is right in the eye of the storm and uh you know, that's where I uh, 
I like to position myself knowing what I know. Um, you know, I've sort of grown numb to it, I suppose. Uh, but, uh, yes, it's, uh, it's a, uh, it's a, it's a cutthroat world. And I've, uh, like you said, if we don't do it, somebody else will, you've heard that, uh, rationale used with the announcement of the space force. And, um, you know, to me, this is no different than that. Mm-hmm. Triangle force, uh, perhaps, but uh, yeah, I guess I'm just I'm kind of a, a doomsayer in that way, where it's like I, I I hear about things happening in labs, and even when we talk to Dr. Seymour about the experiments that he and his colleagues are doing, I just in my mind I automatically think like, oh, how can this be used for evil? <laughs> how can this be used uh, in uh, in defense uh, of the country? Or like, you know, what's this going to do if it falls into the right hands or, or the wrong hands uh, as well. Well, that kind of attitude would get you a, uh, a government uh, contractor position pretty easily. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We uh, have a tendency here on real true facts to uh, kind of be, uh, uh, you know, lean towards positive energy and, <laughs> and peace vibes, but that uh, doesn't always, uh, that doesn't always defend, the, defend the country or get, uh, you know, get the job done. So that's understandable in certain cases. Now I have to transition to one of my favorite mm. uh, questions that I ask, uh, I think every episode yeah. of uh, whether, tradition it's, at this yeah, whether it's beast or whatever it might be. But if uh, someone were to um, find themselves, you know, in, uh, in the Bermuda Triangle or being affected by the Bermuda Triangle, what sort of advice would you give them? Uh, you know, this is akin to, you know, if, if you uh, experience a bear attack, you should, you know, make yourself large or roll on the ground or whatever. You could see this as a kind of self-defense uh, in the Bermuda Triangle. Is there any advice you could give to someone? Well, I think the thing to understand is that um, the, the best practice that I would uh, advise Again, based on the reports that we have over the last several decades into the uh, early uh, 20th, late 19th century, uh, you know, the thing, the common thread amongst these things is that um, the uh, instruments failed, right? So I would go back to uh, an almost, um, uh, I don't know what the word I'm looking for is, but maybe pioneer spirit where you don't rely on your instruments so much as your your own two eyes. Notice the position of the sun, what time of year you're traveling, um, your relation to the horizon. Uh, rely on those old measures and, um, you know, hopefully you'll make it through all right. Just good old basic survival skills. Absolutely. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes we get so reliant upon all of our technical marvels that we forget that we have, you know, our eyes and ears and all these other instruments uh, at our human disposal. And uh, yeah, so that's interesting advice if you find yourself, um, you know, affected by the Bermuda Triangle. My other piece of advice would be uh, stay the hell out of the Bermuda Triangle. Hey, don't don't worry about that. Don't worry about that. Uh, Joe Duke, everybody, uh, government contractor. Joe, thank you so much for coming on the show today. Yeah, thank you guys for having me. It's been thank you. Us, uh, and uh, Nancy. Yeah. Thank you. All right. So when we come back from a quick break, we will open up our Real True Facts mailbag. Welcome 
back to Real True Facts. Let's open up our mailbag today. We have one question just from uh, someone who's going by the name Mike. Uh, no location. Mike. Just from Mike. Okay. Uh, and Mike says, I like it when you talk about aliens. Great episodes. When are you going to talk about hybrids? Wow. So first of all, thanks for... Thanks for the question. Thanks for listening. I like the alien uh, episodes as well. Um, When are you going to talk about hybrids? I think he's referring to, uh, now I've heard about this, uh, where, you know, we're all familiar with abductions, right? Where a human is abducted, but sometimes they come back and they're pregnant. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what he means by, I wasn't sure what he meant by hybrids, but we're, we're talking about like alien, alien babies. Yeah, or alien-human hybrid, I, th- mm-hmm. I think. Um, and I, I again, maybe there are different kinds because, yeah. you know, maybe there's it's just an alien in, uh, fetus in being incubated in a human, or maybe it's actually a, hi- a human-alien hybrid. Yeah. Um, I've heard about that, and I've heard that, you know, you know, maybe that's this ties into aliens. Um, was this in was that in ancient Egypt? A- a- ancient Egypt. Um... Our, our uh, agent talked about that too, you know, about them being among us. Right. So uh, there were also stories of, you know, a gene splicing or creating a hybrid way back then. Mm-hmm. And so the, you know, the lineage is uh, totally different today. Um, I think this is a, uh, this topic's pretty ripe for exploration. Yeah. There. There's a, a lot of places we could go with it. I mean, we brought up ancient Egypt. I remember Dr. Lauren to talk about how they excavated, um, a, uh, a, a body that had the head of a cat. I think it was the head of a cat that they had on there. So um, we've seen hybrids, I would imagine, throughout history. If something had a cat head and a human body, that would be a hybrid. So, uh, yeah, I, I think we've got plenty of areas we can go. I think maybe we should dedicate a show to this. Yeah, I like the sound of that. Uh, we yeah. can take a look at alien hybrids. Yeah. Alien hybrids. So, uh, uh, Mike, you got your answer. When are you going to talk about alien hybrids? Uh, next week, we will talk about alien hybrids next week. Uh, so I'd like to take this opportunity and thank uh, Joe Duke, our guest today, U.S. government contractor, expert on the Bermuda Triangle, and I would imagine um, many other things. So we should definitely have him back to discuss his uh, illustrious career. Yeah, it seems like he has access or either does or did have access to a lot of files and and sites and government locations. And to us, that's fascinating and it's just so interesting to him. It's kind of, you know, it's it's no big deal, right? Yeah. NB, you know, NBD, yeah, I, I, Area 51, that's where we conducted this and that and certain other things. And we're just, whoa, wait a minute. And he's like, that's the life I've lived since, yeah. you know, for years. Yeah, it's an interesting perspective. He's a, a wellspring of, of knowledge. And even, you know, if Area 51, he's just punching a clock, I guess. So, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll have to have him back uh, to talk to all of us and all of our listeners out there. Uh, speaking of which, if you would like to become a listener out there with us, we are on so many different platforms. Yes, we're even uh, we're even on YouTube. So if you you know a lot of people like to use YouTube, so you can listen there, and then all of the normal podcast outlets, whether it's Podbean, uh, Stitcher, uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon, uh, Spotify. You know, it's uh, we should be on just about every platform. Uh, or if you just head to our website, uh, it'll take you right to to Podbean to listen. And if there happens to be a platform that you prefer for podcasts and we're not on it 
let me know. I take that as a personal challenge. <laughs> yeah, we, we find them. Um, if you would like to email us, you can do so at mail at realtruefactspodcast.com. And then our website is realtruefactspodcast.com. You can listen to us there. That takes us to Podbean. Uh, leave a review. Um, leave a review on, on Apple, any platform you like. Uh, we certainly appreciate the feedback. It helps us do our job easier and uh, get those real true facts out there to you, the listener. Uh, we certainly appreciate it. We, uh, we really can't do it without you. So tell your friends, tell your family members. If you like the show, you know, pass it along so uh, we'll be able to get more great content out to you. Yeah, one thing I think would be fun to do down the line, um, if enough uh, listeners ask for it, would be something like bonus content through a Patreon or something like that. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we're not getting too many requests at the moment, but I just wanted to throw it out there in case there's anyone who said, you know what, I'd love some exclusive content, and uh, you know, Patreon's a way to do it. Something like that. I'm, uh, I'm, we're always curious and open to to new ways to deliver the goods. Yeah, and if you would like any additional content on the show uh any additional content about our guests uh topics past topics uh questions that we might pose that um, everyone can answer you can check that out on our instagram at real at real true facts gram so you can find all sorts of different info there and uh yeah just keep tuning in so i think that'll be it for us today I think so, too. Yeah, I, I think so, too. So uh, thank you so much for tuning in this week. We will see you next week on Real True Facts. And dear listeners, remember, keep questioning your world. Because just because you hear about it or read about it doesn't mean it's true. We'll see you next time. Thank <laughs> you.